Hello, Internet. Hello, Internet. How's it going? They can't. They can't answer. Oh, this yeah. is, we're not. That's rhetorical anyway. <laughs> this is I don't actually care don't how you're doing. Because I'm a dickhead. Hey, Derek. Hey, you're Dan. all worldly and traveled. How is what New York and Philadelphia? Yeah, so we're back for episode thirty-three. That is not how that song goes. At yeah, all. it is. Uh, <laughs> I listened to it on the way here. Oh, what did you? Did no, you? I didn't. Of <laughs> course, I didn't. <laughs> Doing some research. Was that Phil Collins? Uh, no, Bruce Springsteen, man. No, oh, that's why I didn't listen to it. If it was Phil Collins from the Philadelphia soundtrack. If it was Phil Collins, I'd be all over that shit because I realized as I age, Phil Collins sounds better and better every year. Like at age 36, I listened to a song and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is great. And it was Phil Collins. I was like, oh, you know, what's great about Phil Collins? What? The older I get, his music stays the (laughs) same age. (laughs) (laughs) That was a, are you guys in the same bald brotherhood? Dazed and confused. Yeah, we actually are. Nice. You got a membership card. Uh, Episode 33, Outrage Factory. Welcome. Welcome. Where uh, to the podcast where we look at stuff that that gave you the angries on the internet? Yeah, what people are bitching, whining, crying yeah. about on I the was, internet. As as Dale mentioned, I was on the road this past week. I uh, did a little Northeast U.S. tour. Uh, did New York, uh, New York City. So what's real winter like? What it wasn't actually. It was probably about as cold as it is here. No really? snow. Yeah. It was uh, huh. disappointing. Although there was one day where we walked around New York and I was probably colder than I've ever been in my entire life. Really? Colder yeah. than that winter we lived in Edmonton? Okay, no, not, not that. I blocked <laughs> that from my memory due to uh, PTSD. Yeah, but, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, it was definitely definitely cold. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Tom Brady got shit kicked in the Super Bowl, which was amazing. Uh, Nobody I, cares. I got to lots, lots of people care about that listen Tom to Brady our losing. podcast. Oh, we have like three listeners, and they're all girls, which is weird because we're super sexist and offensive. Well, I wouldn't say sexist. I mean, I get laid every once in a while, but I'm not like the sexist. You can not not sexiest. Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant sexist. like like if you're. It's like, that's your trade. Like, I'm a sexist. No. <laughs> I do sex. That's what I do for a job. Because I don't. I, I guess just those, give it away for free. Yeah, I guess those people are called whores. Not, not really whores. career. Well, Dale, they're, they're called uh, sex workers now. You can't say whores. That has negative connotations. Sex workers? Why? Were yeah, they sex. scared people they were work, thinking they're lazy? They work in sex. <laughs> they're like, it's quit calling us prostitutes. Just to reinforce that it, it works. makes it sound like, like we don't care about our job call us sex workers you're not a welder you're a weld worker you know what you work very hard at welding. yeah well no but (laughs) you good thing nobody who has anything to do with my trade listens to this podcast you allegedly work i'm a good welder i don't work work hard the work having working hard or hardly working there's there's a uh there's a term that i took yeah yeah, Derek, I get, I get huh? that shitty joke. There's a term I took to heart, and it's work smart, not hard. And I was like, how about neither? <laughs> how about I just don't work? Yeah. Uh, so because I was traveling, I wasn't as dialed in on the internet outrage as I normally would have been. Which usually uh, is very dialed But in. there was, uh, there was a, a bunch of shit that people got really angry about uh, this past week, thankfully. 
Uh, and a lot of it felt like the the return to the good old days where people got... Ah, uh, no, that's not true. Because the Doritos thing. Let's just jump into it. Okay. Lady Doritos. Lady Doritos. So I log on to the Twitter machine one day and yeah. I see everyone's flipping out because Doritos has announced that they're coming out with Lady Doritos. Which uh, I had to do some research because I didn't know what the fuck you were talking didn't about. Didn't happen. So what happened was the uh, Lady... Or the... PepsiCo? Is that what their company's called? Anyways, Pepsi owns Frito-Lay. PepsiCo. Frito-Lay owns... Um, Doritos. Doritos. So, uh, what's her name? Indra Nooyi, the uh, chief executive of executive. PepsiCo. Executive. Was on the Freakonomics radio podcast, which don't bother listening to. We're better and more informative. Not as, not as good as ours. Off the cuff... That means, as a joke said, yeah, we're going to make Lady Doritos because ladies don't like to crunch loudly in public and they don't like licking their fingers off, licking the orange cheese dust off their fingers. I'm going to weigh in here? Yeah. I've never seen a woman suck cheese dust off her fingers. I was going to say, we should make Lady Doritos even powderier because I'm a pervert (laughs) and I want to walk around just watching ladies suck on their fingers all day. It's a mighty weird fetish to yeah. have. <laughs> okay, can you eat them with your feet next? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> can you eat your Lady Doritos slower, please? <laughs> no, I'm just joking, ladies. I don't want to see you. Obviously, if you're eating Doritos, you have a bad diet. So I will say the CEO of PepsiCo is a woman, for starters, so she knows. She knows they don't like crunching chips. How's that for smashing the Dorito glass ceiling? That's... The Pepsi glass ceiling. Just the... Just the glass ceiling? The Dorito ceiling probably would have been a better... Because, like, a ceiling made out of Doritos. Yeah. That shatter like glass when you punch through it. That sounds like a delicious ceiling. And it rains cheese powder that you then lick off of your own Is anybody else super hungry for Doritos (laughs) right now? Like, maybe this was just a big... So, uh, I don't know who it was. Someone seized on this and uh, spun it into a story that uh, Doritos was going to do the dumb thing that everyone else does. We talked about it in an episode last year where there was, like, beer for women. Oh, yeah. Which, I think it just had, like, a pink label or something. Yeah, and there's... It seems like every couple months someone's like, hey, this is the first time we've made something specifically for ladies. It's like... No, it's not. They tried that. They keep trying it, and it keeps failing. Yeah, people keep getting all worked up. Although there are a lot of uh, products like that where they don't just come out. See, if you're going to make a product and you're going to market it to women, you don't come out and say, this is for women. Yeah. We've, We've taken these issues that affect women, and like you just like... Feature some women in your yeah. advertising, and lots of women are like, "Oh, these Doritos are relatable. I can eat them." You want a good time? Put a woman from a random Olympic event on the bag, and then people are like, "Oh, look, it's a girl. I like sports. I'm a girl. I like chips. Empowerment." That's uh, probably the most offensive thing we've ever did. No, it's not at all. I mean, if ladies not even feel close. like I would rank that top ten. I think if ladies feel that. Dorito eating man Doritos is empowering. They should like, and the funniest thing about this is the lashback isn't, Oh my God, you're insensitive. The lashback is, what do you mean? Women can eat real Doritos. They're, they're not just for men. They're for women too. So 
Doritos saw a spike in sales anyway because all these women are protesting Lady Doritos by eating regular Doritos. So there was like this people on Twitter, which again, I need to spend much less time on because it's not, uh, I have a tendency to look at it and be like, oh, this is something that's representative of what people with normal brains think. No, it's not, it's not. at all. If you it's go, Twitter brain. I was like, hey mom, did you hear about these Lady Doritos? And my mom was like, why would I give a fuck? And hung up on me. <laughs> that's not, that conversation never happened. Sorry, mom. Yeah. Um, but Although people, your mom says, why would I give a fuck and hang up on you all the time? It was like, it's just true. not about Lady Doritos. It's just like, hey, mom, I got a milestone in my life. And then your mom's like, who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, she doesn't. Uh, so Lady Doritos, uh, there was just this one comment about how women don't like uh, cheese powder on their hands, which like, dude, neither do I. I'm not yeah, going to say but that's because you are a lady. No, well, okay. yeah, I take that as a compliment. Thank what's you, what's the matter, Derek? Are you getting cheesed us on your thirty-seven pairs of suits? Or <laughs> pairs of pairs of, of suits don't pants? come in pairs, buddy. Wow. Hate to break. I mean, if you buy two, then you have a pair of suits. I yes, guess. But. Okay, fine. Do you? Are you scared of getting? cheesed us on your 37 suits yeah that's shit okay so i spent a lot of money on clothing i don't want to fuck it up by getting uh cheese dust yeah this is gonna be gross uh i'm just not gonna say it. what 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 whenever i eat like cheesies or doritos yeah and i don't have anything to wipe my hands on yeah i'll wipe my hands on my socks on your that's kind of <laughs> smart because it's like this is the only piece of laundry I have that I don't like care about. I mean, that's smarter than me. I just wipe it on my pants. <laughs> yeah. No, and then that's I way just worse. go through my day with cheese dust on my pants because I've given up. Yeah. I have a girlfriend, so I don't have to try anymore. So I just wipe food all over my body <laughs> and then <laughs> change like, my clothes <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, downside to that is that at the end of the day, you have orange socks. You no, you have Dorito foot, which is like the worst. <laughs> it's not. It's not an attractive smell. Let me tell you that oh, much. Jesus. <laughs> oh, but the grossest thing I've ever heard. It's like normal foot odor, but, but uh, like spi uh, spicier uh, or cheesier? or ranchier. Oh my god! Which, by the way, cool ranch. Best flavor Doritos. Also best for snacking because you don't end up with orange powder on your hands. Yeah, white powder. <laughs> Relax, I said white powder. Uh, <laughs> uh, now we're going to be very popular with the alt-right. Hey, it's an audience. <laughs> yeah, that the was best our goal. Thing, the best thing to do when I want to see this study is if the alt-right started listening to our podcast... How long would it be before they stopped listening to our podcast? Probably, yeah, I'd give it one day until yeah. we uh, insulted everyone yeah. uh, who's a member of their movement. Okay, so nobody said anything about releasing chips. Someone on Twitter made one actually, offhand comment about how they were actually, releasing. Dale, fuck, fuck off. Actually, sir, <laughs> my research has turned up that Miss Nui responded, uh, it's not a male... And female as much as, are there snacks for women that can be designed and packaged differently? And yes, we are looking at it. And we're getting ready to launch a bunch of them soon. There are for those women, snacks. low crunch, the full taste profile. 
not have so much of the flavor stick to the fingers. And how can you put them in the purse? Because women love to carry snacks in their purse. They do. That's the whole purpose. To me, as a man who doesn't carry a bag with them everywhere, yeah. does, my one thing is like, like when we first had Noah, we could carry a diaper bag everywhere. Oh my God. It was like, fuck yeah, we're filling that bad boy up with snacks. I yeah. will never be hungry again. Like Now... It- can't do it. Legitimately, every single time I've ever gone into a woman's purse, I was looking for snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to steal their money or their ID. I don't care. I just want your snacks. And it's funny because I get hangry when I get super hungry. So my girlfriend has started, like, stashing snacks so that she doesn't have to deal with me when I get for into, real? like, a little grumpy That's bitch. Cheap. This is now yeah. my favorite thing about Andrew. Yeah, she's she like, we just went to a movie last night, and she had leftover granola in a bag, and she put them in the door of her car, and she's like, I'm just going to put these here in case you get hangry next time we're out. And I was like, you're the best woman ever. <laughs> it's amazing. Soulmates. I never believed they actually existed until this moment. So men, if you're thinking about what you're looking for in a woman find one that every time you get annoying and bitchy feeds you because that's the true key to happiness that's someone who just gives you snacks all the time because snacks are great like your mom my mom never gave me snacks didn't didn't she no my mom was like shut up i'm bigger than you Yeah. Uh, I will say those those snacks that she's referencing, they already exist. You see them all the time. They're like thinsations or, hey, eat as many of these things as you like and never exercise and you still won't get fat. Wait, where are those? Those those are like the the thin. It's like, oh, these are five calorie air pop wafer things. Oh, like and smart food and chica pop. Yeah, and they they come in tiny little bags that yeah. are like, you know, portion sized to not make you fat, and as a result, they're laughably small. They're and you like, eat like uh, even a toddler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nobody eats one of those, and they're like, oh, my hunger is sated. Yeah. I no longer need food. I love that they're like. Here's a new 100 calorie fucking chocolate bar, and it's like one stick of a Kit Kat. And you're like, well, yeah, I know if I didn't eat the whole thing, it'd be better. If I had self control, I wouldn't be a fat person. Yeah. That's not why we're here. If I wanted to eat one stick of a Kit Kat, I wouldn't be the type of person who needs to wean himself off of Kit Kats. Uh, so those snacks already exist, not covered with cheese powder. No one's outraged about those. No one's yeah. upset that there's an entire line of snack foods marketed towards women. You can tell by the flowy script uh, yeah. in the logos and the, uh, you know. And the pastel coloring of the bags. Yeah. That's, and that, the lack of the word bold, intense, or dynamic flavors. They're like, the best thing about like 15-year-old dude snacks is like super bold, intense hotness. And then like girl ones are like, hey, come co- co- Comfortable shoulder to cry on. It's flavor. like aromatherapy for <laughs> <Yeah>. your taste buds. <laughs> uh, Goes well with yoga. A lot, a lot of women. So, as a woman who loves Doritos, the backlash surprised me. I do want a single serving of chips that I can throw in my purse without worrying it will get crushed. I enjoy the intense flavor of Dorito dust as any other nacho cheese blended American. But New Year is right that I don't love licking it off my fingers in public. This allegedly written by a woman. Uh, who knows? Maybe maybe we do see Lady Doritos on the shelves. Uh, I think people who could look at this logically without being offended, like, okay, she made a generalization, yeah. but that's kind of what marketing is. If yeah. you look at 
a great big fucking broad segment of the population and you yeah. say, we want to sell this product to you. What's some shit that we believe might resonate with you? Or it's, you already buy our product. How can you buy a slightly different, more expensive product? Yeah. The, the lady tax. Yeah. Be like, how much are you paying for tampons? Well, now you're paying that much for lady Doritos. What yeah. up? What's up? What up? What up? Uh, what up? What up? Also, I don't know. I was, I was going to make another joke about ladies licking dust off their fingers, but I was like, that, that well's dry. Uh, yeah, I think. I, I don't think. Uh, do you want Do you want? I think fit? the ship has sailed on women fit? sucking on their fingers. Do you want to do you fit one podcast. more in there? No, I'd say episode 33 has meet, met the saturation point of Dale joking about women sucking on their fingers. Speaking of women sucking on their fingers. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, for those of you who are familiar with the podcast. Dear Lord. Uh, great, great prime minister. We respect him very much, doing a lot to advance our country. Uh, has he has he reached white knight status yet? Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, he's doing a bunch of town hall interviews across the country uh, to connect with his constituents. Uh, one woman, I think it was in Edmonton, got up and made a statement involving the word mankind and Trudeau. Yeah, what happened was she was talking for like two minutes, like the video hurts your body to watch. So she's talking about two minutes and said something about God and all this other stuff. And then, yeah, like Derek was saying, she says, blah, blah, blah for mankind. And then Trudeau replied, we say people kind. Yeah. People, he corrected. So first of all, he's mansplaining uh, the gender neutralizing to to a woman with a fucking made up word that doesn't exist. And like, did did he actually answer the question? No. Did he? No. Was that was that his rebuttal? People that, kind. That was Trudeau's fucking petty. I don't really feel like listening to you talk anymore or answering a question. And the worst part about this wasn't how annoying that was for Trudeau. It's that the people there cheered him on. So he thought it was a good idea. Ugh, those people are the worst. I don't understand why uh, people still like this guy. There was a great quote in an article that I'm going to see if I can find... uh and this annoyed me specifically more than most people because this isn't the first time Trudeau's taken a petty kind of way to sidestep a question. Remember that town hall in Quebec or whatever where there was a woman and she was saying that she thought that French businesses should have English signs because Canada is a bilingual country and she doesn't know where to get the services she needs because she doesn't speak French. And then Trudeau, like a child, started talking in French. So that, with this, just, it's annoying because it just shows how petty and annoying our prime minister is. Yeah, we get it, Trudeau. You love women. You love and respect women. You believe in equality. Uh, the funny you thing don't... is, the both times he's been shitty to people asking a question, it was it's a woman. Women. Yeah. And he, like, says... I don't know, he, like, virtue signals that he thinks women are just as good as dudes, but he does this by mansplaining to a woman? So, uh, this is something that I found to be 
almost universally true is the the brighter the virtue signaling like the more a person wants you to think that they are uh not a piece of shit not a piece of shit they're probably a piece of shit yeah uh i'm sure trudeau deep down inside his little uh quaff dome yeah uh has probably some some problematic views of women uh i'm just waiting for like you know sexual harassment allegations oh yeah it's got it it's got like this trudeau infidelity that like would match his father's or maybe he's not even a fan of women at all derek maybe he likes uh not crossing the street maybe he likes to stay on his own sidewalk you're implying he's gay if you know what i mean yeah I mean, that would be, that'd be cool, like, openly. But then, even then, just f- fucking embrace it and stop yeah. being such a virtue-signaling shitlord. I can't find the quote, but it was basically... It was from an Australian opinion columnist. Wait, wait, was it is, from an Australian opinion columnist? Yeah, yes, Dale. It, you have to... It was... We gotta find this quote and read it, it in was, Australian. Uh, we, we do. I was looking... Because it was, it was a vicious takedown about how Trudeau basically is uh, just empty and lacks any real substance whatsoever uh, and just is, uh, you know, a parade of calculated PR moves. And that's who we have for prime minister right now. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, keep talking. I found it. You got it? No. Oh, no, wait. Turnbull? This is, oh, this is Pacific, Pacific Trade, Trade Day. No one cares Boring. about that. Yeah. No one cares. Maybe... Yeah, I like how sometimes politicians will, like, do antics like this so that we don't pay attention to their budget or their trade talks. And we're like, yeah, you don't have to do this because we don't give a fuck about your budget or trade talks. We're not going to look into NAFTA. Like, every time I see the word NAFTA in a news headline, I can barely scroll fast enough to not fall asleep. Uh, But he did. uh, So Trudeau did try to pass it off as a joke. Uh, afterwards, which, you know, I would rather he own up and say, hey, I said something super dumb, uh, instead of trying to be like, oh, I'm actually painfully unfunny yeah, uh, and can't read a room. <laughs> I don't, I don't know which one of those is worse. He's like, at least he's not saying um and ah as much. You know, I, I mean, if baby steps, right? If, if you're a Trudeau fan at this point still, uh, and, and you have like meaningful arguments for for how Trudeau is benefiting Canadian citizens beyond uh, beyond just shit like this. I would love or beyond just, oh, he's better than Trump, which seems to be uh, everyone's default retort these days when you're like, Trudeau's kind of shitty. Fucking, uh, the guy before Trudeau was better than Trump. Harper, yeah. yeah. Harper was better it doesn't, than Trump. It doesn't take a lot to be better than Trump. Yeah. That's a very, very low bar. Uh, I would love for you to, to reach out to us. You can tweet at us. Uh, you can send us a Facebook message if you'd rather it not be public, uh, which I don't blame you for. But tell us, like, what what is the appeal uh, for Trudeau still? What? How do you think he's benefiting this country in any way? And if Trudeau is listening to this, could you please kind of kindly write in and tell us how to be smarmy and annoying and still get every woman in Canada to love you. Because <laughs> I'd like to know that I've trip. been working on that since high school. Yeah, I've got, and, uh, I've got the smarmy part down, but I just don't have the get women to still love me part. Yeah, that's that's always been something you've kind of struggled with. Yeah. Uh, 
we are going to take a quick break here, I think. Uh, when we come back, uh, more Canadian politics for our international listeners. I'm sure you'll appreciate that. Uh, and uh, Pipelines. Everybody more, loves talking about pipelines. Some more things that, that bugged us this week. Or yeah. bugged you this week. Uh, we'll be right back. Okay. Why do you laugh every time I do that? That's your official (laughs) sliding back from the break uh, voice. Well, I want it. I want it to be comforting and and an easy trans. Even though we probably put in some fucking ear smashing music. Yeah, uh, like when I go back and cut a song in here, it's it's probably gonna be like it's like some like smash music, and then it's just like me trying to be all sly. Thought you were gonna say, say smash mouth. Smash Mouth. Let's put Smash Mouth <laughs> on the podcast. No. Let's put Smash Mouth on the podcast. We have to now. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that banging track from Smash Mouth. <laughs> uh, speaking of smashing mouths, uh, we got a sissy slap fest going on between uh, our two very left-leaning governments in the western provinces yeah. of Canada. If the NDP can't get along with the NDP... Who can what, get along what are we gonna do? with the NDP? Little backstory: uh, Alberta is like the Texas of Canada. Their economy is 100% reliant on oil. They've been having a tough time lately. Uh, in order, because they're landlocked, in order to get that oil, places where people will pay money for it, they need pipelines set up through neighboring provinces like yeah. British Columbia uh, to get that oil to the coast, put it on fucking boats, send it to Asia. Uh, so. There's this highly contested pipeline that's been supposed to run to BC for quite some time. Uh, the BC government just stepped up and, and made every indication that, well, first of all, this, this pipeline is now federally approved, but BC's provincial government stepped up and said they're probably going to uh, well, they make are every trying to, to block, block it. it. And the, the thing that they're holding it up on is they're going to stop the shipment of, or the increase. Okay. So what Derek was saying is true, but the other very important factor in the story is there's already a pipeline there. They just want to build a second pipeline beside the already existing one to increase the shipment of bitumen, which is basically the unrefined oil stuff that they turn into oil. I don't know what is how to scientifically explain it. So what they wanted to do was take this existing line that's already been cleared for a pipeline and just put another one in beside and BC says no we don't want to and the BC government said that they're not going to allow an increase in bitumen shipments until more spill response studies have been conducted which basically just means they're not doing it and they're just trying to hamper the situation in any way they can so what Alberta did is, uh, be, okay, so first thing you should know, Alberta uh, has nowhere near the leverage that they used to. They, yeah. they used to be able, if Alberta said uh, when times were better and the price of oil was much higher, uh, Alberta could basically throw their weight around and get provinces to do whatever they wanted. 
because they they don't have that leverage anymore and the uh, the oil economy has kind of been in the shitter for the past decade yeah uh, they resort they have to resort to pulling stunts like this so uh, Rachel Notley the premier of Alberta came out and said that uh, in order to hit BC where it really hurts they're uh, they're uh, boycotting yep. BC wide exports. <laughs> I, I was like, "What's that word?" They're not banning it. Uh, they're they're boycotting BC wine. Uh, BC has a, a big wine industry, I guess. Yeah. So uh, what it is is what it actually translates to is seventy two million dollars per year was spent on BC wines by Albertans. That's how much wine went across the provincial border. And it's funny because Notley further suggested that when you go to have a drink, maybe try the Albertan craft beers over the BC wine, which if I had to pick one or the other, like BC wines or Alberta craft beer, it's Alberta craft beer. Alberta doesn't even have craft beer. Oh, yeah, they, they have do. Big Rock Brewery, which, which is not is craft beer. Fucking delicious. Owned by Molson. It's not craft beer. It's craft delicious. beer is like small. No, be, Alberta beer is shit. No. As I've been sober Big for Rock, three years, unless they've released Big, Big Rock Brewery, Warthog. If you go and you drink some Big Rock Warthog ale, or uh, I think it's a stout and you don't enjoy it, then our taste buds have beef. <laughs> Which is another okay, I don't, thing. I don't enjoy uh, you, you beer don't, as like, a sober person. Well, yeah, you can't because it's got alcohol in it. Big Big Rock is not a craft brewery. Craft breweries are like little, little brewers. Okay, like, this, is, this is kind of like something weird to get stuck up on. And by craft beer, I think they just mean... Not Molson Canadian or Kokanee. Mm, yes. Well, that's or a Budweiser. very low bar. Uh, <laughs> another thing. Uh, so Notley came out and said that this uh, BC's government blocking the pipeline is unconstitutional, which, okay, if that's the case and you really believe that and there's truth to your statement, all you got to do is challenge it in court yeah, uh, and it'll be overturned, which you're not doing. You're doing this posturing bullshit with wine. Uh, instead, the other thing is that wine, BC wine exports to Alberta are less than 1% of all BC exports to Alberta. So you look at that $70 million price tag and you're like, holy shit, that's a lot. Yeah. But Alberta could have boycotted BC timber, uh, which would have had a much more uh, significant economic impact. Well, the they thing is they need BC oh, they, timber. Yeah, so congrats on boycotting something you don't actually need, yeah. uh, you morons. Or they could have boycotted BC electricity because Alberta, also being landlocked, also doesn't have a lot of hydroelectric dams, and they take a lot of power from BC. Yes, which uh, you also need that. So and we kind of want them to because their only other option is to burn diesel or coal. Yeah, which fine, do that. 
Fuck, yeah. tur- turn your place into mainland China. Let's <laughs> let's see how your uh, air quality levels are. Which after is a few ironic years you that. say that because that's where this bitumen is going <laughs> to China. The bitumen because they can make shit there because they have easier environmental regulations. Yeah, uh, see none. They have zero environmental yeah. regulations in China. Yeah, uh, at all. So, you know, I think if there's anything we've learned over the past year, it's that the best way to get a a project done is to pick really petty fights with your neighbors over dumb shit. Yeah. Uh, So I don't I don't see this going anywhere. Uh, Yeah, I think this is like I want this pipeline to go through for purely selfish reasons. Oh, yeah. Let me let me let me preface this by saying uh, for a lefty, I am unusually pro pipeline. I understand the necessity of oil and having a strong economy. Yeah. Uh, and getting our oil to China is is a really big part of that. Because if that doesn't happen, then we don't get our fucking sweet gadgets made. The other thing is that uh, if if we're not it's not like if these pipelines aren't built, we're just like, well, guess we're not shipping this oil anymore. We'll it's, just leave it in the ground. We load it into fucking trains. Yeah. With, and then cart those. And if you saw that uh, Lac Megantique uh, situation, oh, what was yeah. that, five or six years ago? That, yeah. ex- that train that, like, literally wiped out a town. Okay. Uh, this is what's the most terrifying thing about trains is they don't make more train cars in North America anymore. They just fix the old ones that are all at least 30 years old, and to get more train cars, they order them from China because, once again, China makes shit cheaper. And, yeah, so you're just, I don't, it's just like this vicious circle of you don't want oil to go over pipelines, so you take the easily the least safe route, which is train cars. Yeah, I I would add, in addition to environmental regulations, something else they don't have in China is safety regulations. (laughs) Yeah. So I would be highly suspect of any uh, rail cars coming from China. uh, Yeah, exactly. For use. But yeah, it's it's stupid. I I get if you're opposed to pipelines on, on principle, uh, in your brain, you probably foresee a world where we've just like eased our reliance on oil. And if this pipeline doesn't get built, maybe we put up some wind turbines in its place. And yeah, but, but that's not the case. Uh, everything in the world still runs on oil. Uh, and all you're doing is is hampering the economy and you're shifting uh, transportation methods to much less safe. Uh, yeah, methods. like you're two, you're you have three choices, fucking a pipeline, a train car, or a semi trailer, which they do not use at all, pretty much because it's just way too inefficient. I mean, unless they start making super semis, which would be pretty badass. No, that'd, that'd be, be awful. Have you ever been on like a driving on the Coquihalla when there's like just shitty semis all over the place slowing Dude, you up? You know what would be the best thing to do if Trudeau and Notley just come in and be like, all right. No pipelines. We're making a fucking super semi highway where the semis are two stories tall, 40 <laughs> feet wide, and they're the only ones that get to go on this road. And they just pave a road straight <laughs> through from Edmonton to Vancouver. Just like, how can we like ruin as many trees <laughs> as possible? <laughs> and that's another reason why I'm pro this pipeline was since there's already a pipeline there, there's no trees 
or fucking anything that's going to be cut down because when you put a pipeline in the ground, you clear, I don't know, some amount of feet to each side of this pipeline where you don't grow trees or anything. So for them to dig up this ground and put in another pipeline, no trees will be harmed. Basically, all they'll do is dig up grass. Yeah. Uh, But with that said, I am pro-pipeline, but I think uh, what Alberta's government here is doing is is just, like, the most pointless bullshit in the world. Uh, Them boycotting BC wines doesn't really hurt anyone except BC wineries, small businesses. Like like you said, uh, hit them where it really hurts, and that's timber. Like, BC still hasn't recovered from the timber collapse in, what, the 70s and 80s? Yeah. Like, that's the reason BC's been poor for 50 years. Yeah, and why everywhere outside of uh, Vancouver, for the most part, is is still, you know, struggling economically. Yeah, you want to see poverty? Go to a BC small town. It's it's not all fucking baristas working at Starbucks and shit. They like, uh, some of them do have Starbucks though. I will oh, say that's, that's uh, Sam nope. Arm has Starbucks. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a big okay. Big that's a bad group. example. Okay, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Anyways, there's lots of poverty in BC in the non-urban centers. Um, yeah. So this this only hurts the the small businesses that uh, you know. Uh, they're supposed to be in favor of um, that that Alberta is supposed to be in favor of. I don't, I don't think nothing's going to come of this. Uh, they at one point, these governments will put on their their big boy pants uh, and in yeah. this case, big, big girl pants. And, and they'll and just fucking together. settle it in court, which I think will probably go in B.C.'s favor since the federal government has pushed it through. Yeah, I actually don't know. Like we, uh, so another thing that that uh, Alberta, uh, I'm gonna say conservatives, but this is like you know mostly Alberta. They are in favor of like provincial rights rather than having everything mandated by the federal government. Yeah. But it's gonna be interesting to see how everyone changes their tune on this. To oh yeah, one of the reasons why Alberta was such a rich province was they wrestled away some of the control of their natural resources from the federal government. So they got more oil money put back in, in the late eighties, early nineties when they were doing really good. Yeah. Uh, in conclusion, uh, if, if you're listening to us today, uh, please drink a, a hefty glass of BC wine, uh, in solidarity uh, or with your BC Alberta or, craft beer or, or drink I'll, both. You okay. Know don't drink, drink Alberta. If you find a good Alberta craft brewery, drink that. Do not drink Big Rock and think drink, it's craft brewery. It is Do not. Craft it is not. Drink Big Rock. I drank. I drank. So Big Rock was like one of the first craft brewers to really come yeah. on the scene back when that they were like an actual craft brewer. Uh, their grasshopper weed ale was delicious. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would not, if I even like morphed back into full alcoholism tomorrow, I would not fucking touch Big Rock beer. I would rather drink the oil that they're attempting to have shipped. They should have oil flavored beer. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> go full Albertan. Yeah. Just All here. Right. We put some uh, authentic bitumen in. Uh, yeah. And uh, don't worry. If you think it was painful listening to us talk about financial politics, it was just as painful talking about financial politics. Yeah. And the only shining light of this whole story is alcohol, which. Neither of us really drink anymore, so... So, don't listen to us. Uh, yeah. 
So just, uh, I don't know, fucking go drive your car so that they're more inclined to put the pipeline through. That's the and like every person, Albertan, that I talk to is like, uh, their, their whole argument is like, oh, well, BC uses, you know, you have plastic stuff and you drive cars. So this pipeline should be a lot like, no, that's a dumb, dumb argument. That's that makes no sense. Well, it's like, oh, oh, you're buying diamond rings. So like, fuck, you're not allowed to criticize, you know, blood mines in Wait, South Africa. I thought Africa. you were pro this pipeline. I am pro. Now you sound like you're against it. No, I'm pro pipe. I'm pro pipeline. I'm anti dumb arguments. Oh. <laughs> that's, I want to make that clear. Oh. Uh, the argument like, but, oh, you use oil. You shouldn't be allowed to, like, you know, maybe propose different solutions or, or yeah. It's it's it, no, you should be. There was an interesting thing I saw. They were um, they're trying to. They made a discovery into making bitumen not a liquid, and they make it into pellets. And they're thinking about putting those on train cars because if they spill, then it's just like looks like dog food pellets spilled. But there's obviously some shit they have to work out with that. And yeah. Safety, Probably. I would assume. It's Are still like, bitumen, so it'll still blow up yeah. if the train crashes. Super flammable. Yeah. Uh, speaking of environmental disasters, uh, so we touched on moronic emotional support animals last week. Yeah. With, with the, the case peacock. of the uh, emotional support peacock not allowed on the plane. Yeah. Uh, this, this week, uh, a girl had to flush her emotional support hamster down an airport toilet. I have two problems with this. One, emotional support hamster. Yeah, that the cat. like what you went to the dollar store and you're like, or the pet store and you're like, what's the cheapest pet you have that isn't a white mouse, a white feeder mouse? <laughs> I would like to take that with me on the plane. Like, I don't see. I think a hamster could console you less emotionally than a peacock. Well, could. what what's it gonna do? Like hamsters can't ask questions. They can't they can't talk to you. They can't tell you everything's gonna be okay. How are you getting emotional support from a hamster? I mean, if just having an animal with you is emotional support, then get a teddy bear. Yeah, or you know, that doesn't bite you, like a, a pet spider. Ooh. Or something. An insect. Jesus. Yeah. You could probably take an insect with you on a plane. Yeah, flies are everywhere. Grab a couple of those. <laughs> I can't say, hey, don't take these flies on the plane. And then you just let them go. And, and, the and they're about as capable as providing. The second problem is, uh, so the woman is saying that the airline told her, uh, first off, this is a fucking, this is not a fish. Flushing a hamster, a live hamster, down a toilet. It's not a particularly humane way to kill a hamster. No, uh, and it's a good way to plug a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is also true. Uh, the woman is saying that the airline gave her two options. They said you can set the hamster loose in the airport, which I would have defaulted to because it would have been hilarious to watch people like yeah. losing their shit over this hamster set loose in an airport. Uh is it a terrorist? Is it a brown hamster? I don't know. What's its religious affiliation? Did it come from ISIS? What's going on here? Is it carrying, like, bubonic plate or typhoid or something? Uh, second, yeah, so they said she could set it loose in the airport, or she could flush it down a toilet again. Anyone who would suggest that has never owned a hamster in their life. Uh, so she elected to do the toilet thing, 
Uh, airline later came out and said, no, they would never, ever advise that, that she do that, uh, even as a joke. Uh, are you reading the story? Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, like, it says, the story just says that an employee suggested she flush it down the toilet. And there's, there's a bad part of me that kind of laughs because you could just imagine the guy her being like what am i supposed to do with my hamster or the guy being like i don't know flush it down the toilet yeah i don't care <laughs> like, like set it loose in a fucking parking lot that's not telling her to do it and it's like i don't know like she's like i had to return home quickly to get a fucking growth on my neck removed a benign growth so it's yeah. not Tumor, like for you to say that you're you're trying to like be like, oh, it was cancer, but it's not cancer. Yeah, and it was benign. Like you're fine. And how quick did you have to get home to deal with this non life threatening growth on your neck that you had to drown a hamster in toilet water just to get on a plane? The whole thing uh, is dumb as hell. And one more argument that that emotional support animals should not exist. Yes, it just shouldn't. It's not necessary. Like, uh, airlines should just go back to, like, no fucking animals. No. Yeah. Animals do not belong on planes. If animals are meant to fly, they'll, you know, develop wings yeah. through years of evolution. Like, they should have the, they have to go underneath in the fuselage. Yeah. Like, with the luggage. Wait, can, doesn't. Isn't that, that how they used to? They put them, like, in spe- special, like, carriers that they would, like, not freeze to death. Do they do that? I don't know. That seems like something they would have done. <laughs> well, how? I don't know. Like, in Snakes on a Plane, that's where all the snakes came from. Snakes are cold-blooded. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I guess just don't take your fucking hamster on a plane. Yeah. The uh, moral of the story is yeah. just don't take animals on the plane for any reason. Uh, yeah, there was, what? Uh, situ- the, the dog ended up being super friendly, but I flew on a plane to New Orleans last year. Yeah. And... This uh, girl who, like, this unwashed hippie girl had this, like, giant, this wasn't, like, a little, uh, like, uh, you know, a chihuahua Mm. or anything. This was a large, like, uh, pit bull or a Rottweiler in her lap uh, on this plane. And this dog was not well behaved. And it was, like, you know, sniffing up on everyone, getting all in there business yeah those seats are pretty and i was like why why is this fucking dog on the plane like this girl does not seem like someone who needs emotional support uh if she does how does her emotional support trump other people's allergies yeah or or you know now i i need emotional support because my face got mauled by a pit bull on a flight because some dipshit pet owner couldn't arrange alternate transportation to get it home your dog does not fucking belong on a plane End. End of story. Dog, hamster, peacock, cat, pig, ocelot. Yeah, like snakes, wild boar. <laughs> <laughs> your, your snakes might belong on a yeah. plane just because that would be it would be hilarious. I would be down with a no animal policy. Yeah, yeah. Just let's go back. If if you have an animal and it's that important that you get it across the country, drive, rent a car, yeah. hitchhike, uh, ship your pet out to you separately. There, like on a greyhound. There are solutions here. Yeah. No, greyhounds are so desperate for for money right now that you could literally buy your pet a ticket and put it in a seat, and they would allow you to do that. Yeah. Put your pets on the greyhound with the poor people. Especially if your pet <laughs> is a greyhound. 
Because, <laughs> I mean, you'd at yeah. least make the news. Greyhound on a greyhound. Yeah. So, speaking of allergies. Huh? 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 Nice segue, bud. Thanks, bud. Oh, yeah. So, uh, do speaking you wanna... of allergies. <laughs> you want to uh, conclude that thought? The movie, what is it, just Peter Rabbit? Is Peter Rabbit, the... the beloved uh, Beatrix Potter. Beatrix Potter. Beatrix Potter. Hey, it's Peter Rabbit. Hey, you want to see my rabbit? His name's Peter. Wait, that's. <laughs> Okay, it's it's not actually a dirty pervert offering to show you his penis. Yeah, it's that's like, it's a, took a weird turn. It's a movie about a beloved rabbit named Peter that's been in uh like a British children's story for I don't know, like lots. Beatrix Potter. How long has Peter Rabbit been around? Uh safe a to say time over since 30 I was years? a kid. Safe to say over 30 years? Oh, yeah, for sure. I read, okay. I read these books as a child. So, anyways, there's a live-action adaptation of the beloved child story where, in the movie, there's a child who has an allergy. I don't think it's a child. It's a man. Oh. Is it's it a, a man? Full. It is a full-size man. Oh. So, there's a full-size man. Derek double-checked. <laughs> no, let me double. Let me triple-check. And, uh... Three of Peter's friends shoot blueberries at this man, and he's allergic. And then they actually get one in his mouth. <sighs> and then he has to use an EpiPen because he's having an allergic reaction. Uh, in Peter Rabbit, which was released this weekend, the character of Mr. McGregor is allergic to blackberries. The rabbits fling the fruit at him in a scene, and he is forced to use an EpiPen. Uh, parents everywhere, because they are the worst fucking people on earth, lost their shit about this yeah. and accused the film of making light of allergies uh, and saying that they were bullying kids with food allergies. And the Charity Kids with Food Allergies Foundation said, food allergy jokes are harmful to our community. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Um... So I'm going to go out on a limb without having seen the movie. I'm going to assume that this character, uh, this scene was not just, oh, this guy's allergic to blackberries. Let's fuck him up with blackberries. Yeah. I'm going to assume this Mr. McGregor is probably a villain of some type in the film. Yeah. And that they're attacking him with blackberries after discovering he's allergic to blackberries, but not because he's allergic to blackberries. So there's no bullying here. The guy's getting shot with blackberries. Can you fucking believe that it's 2018 and we have to explain why an anthropomorphic rabbit is shooting blackberries at a person in a movie so that parents don't get upset. I mean, about it. These why? these rabbits are wearing why is this the world? shirts and using fucking slingshots to shoot the berries. Oh, and they talk. These talking <laughs> rabbits are bullying children. Like it's absolutely it blows my mind. Pretty decent cast in this uh, Peter Rabbit film. Also, who the fuck's allergic to blackberries? I don't know. Sorry if you're listening to this and your precious little snowflake is allergic to blackberries. Uh, we wouldn't want to want them to feel bullied. If you are allergic to blackberries, please, for me and my personal well-being and sense or peace of mind, avoid all anthropomorphic talking rabbits with slingshots good good advice they will shoot food at you and it might get in your mouth and i would hate for any of my friends 
to fall victim to bullying from made-up characters. Yeah, in the film, Peter's feud with Mr. McGregor escalates to greater heights than ever before as they rival for the affections, dot, dot, dot. Well, now I want to find out. Are they fighting over a human woman or a rabbit woman? I, I think it's safe to say they're not fighting over a rabbit woman because I think that would open a whole another slew of angry <laughs> remarks from parents if this Mr. McGregor is trying to fuck a rabbit. Ever before, as they rival for the affections of the warm-hearted animal lover who lives next door, Roseburn. Oh, uh, Miss Roseburn. So why is it okay for a rabbit to want to... F- Pardon, pardon, pardon my my words to fuck a human. Yeah. But if you go the other way, and a human has a crush on a rabbit in a film, that's so frowned upon. It's sexism and animalism. It's, it's speciesism. speciesism <laughs> it's and species. What if Peter Rabbit's just her comfort animal? I mean, like, should she just <laughs> take him on a plane? Uh, Sam Neill is in this also. Oh, nice. Uh, Fucking love that Sam Neill. Anyway, parents are dipshits. Uh, the best movie Sam Neill ever made was In the Mouth of Madness. So show your children that movie <laughs> instead of Peter <laughs> yeah. Rabbit. It'll scare the allergies they right out of them. Never worry about blackberries again. Because it's just why? Why this isn't this isn't belittling people? If you look at it within the context of the film, instead of just getting angry about it, it's they're just using this uh, to attack. It's like if you're watching a traditional film yeah. and there's a bad guy and a good guy. And the good guy finds out that the bad guy has a reaction to being stabbed with a knife, say. And he (laughs) stabs him with a knife. That's not not bullying people who can't be stabbed. It's you learn that this was a weakness and you exploited it in your enemy. If these rabbits were shooting rocks at this guy and instead of using an EpiPen, he died. I'm sure that would be a little harder on the kids. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh God. What? What's next? Environment Canada has issued a special weather statement for the South Coast with up to 15 centimeters of snow possible in Metro Vancouver starting tomorrow afternoon. Hey, apocalypse now! We're going to be able to talk about that next week. We thought we were going to get away with no snow in Vancouver this year. We had a light dusting and it melted right away. Wait, when's that for? Tomorrow. tomorrow. I might be on a roof tomorrow. Well, hope you're bundling up there, buddy. Because it's going to get, it's going to get snowy. You know what? More white powder. I'm going to call into my job and quit. Just, <laughs> you heard I'm it like, here first. I'm like, there's supposed to be 15 inches of uh, centimeters? Centimeters. 15 inches would be, yeah. yeah. Well, 15 centimeters, that's like, what, like, like seven a regular, and a half? Like a regular. That's like seven and a half inches. What? No, that's not the conversion at all. Wait. An inch is three and a half centimeters? No, an One inch is inch, 2.4. 2.54. Bitch. Yeah, so two and a half. Whatever. I don't know. I don't that's, care. wait, that's. So that would be seven. So wait, that's 14. No. All right, we're done. Three. Here. Thanks for shooting in. Three. Uh, no. <laughs> we're, Two or four. Uh, if you have anything that you're angry about uh, this week, please feel free to tweet me at Herder. That's six R's. Oh, and I want to give a special shout out Fuck. to. Uh, you're wrapping it up, man. The lovely Star Trek subspace transmission podcast that I was a guest on where we talked about the Star Trek show Discovery. And uh, 
If you think you're a nerd and you can fucking hang with some deep Star Trek talk, you if you should are a huge ass nerd and you can listen to three dudes discuss Star Trek for an hour, for an entire hour, it's discussing a, an individual episode of Star Trek for an hour. And I gotta say, I got ten minutes uh, in this podcast. I couldn't do it. Cam Smith and Tyler Orton know more about Star Trek than I thought any human could possibly know. And they, if you are into Star Trek at all, give it a shot because you'll learn your dick off about Star Trek. What if you wish to retain your dick, but then also learn about Star Trek? If you want to keep your dick, don't watch Star Trek because <laughs> Star Trek's so good, your dick will fall off. And if you're a lady, it's so good, you'll grow a dick. And you probably don't want, to though, want one of those. And if you do, that's another episode episode of this podcast altogether that I don't want to get into because of spoiler alerts. Can we just do the closing bit, please? <laughs> Dude, this is a bit. <laughs> okay. So you could get Derek at Herder. You could get me at Super Dalebot. You can get us both at Outrage Outrage underscore factory? Just Outrage Factory. Oh, Outrage Fact Pod on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, please like us on Facebook. Please review us on Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcast. iTunes. Uh, subscribe. Tell, tell your friends about us. Uh, if you know, you know people who like listening to podcasts and also like listening to idiots talk for hours about things they know nothing about. This is right up their alley. Yeah, and I haven't forgotten. I'm still working on stickers. Hopefully, we'll have some for our year anniversary yeah, next episode. Next, next, uh, next episode will be our one year anniversary bash. We're still figuring out uh, how we're going to celebrate that. But if you have any well wishes, or if you'd like to tell us how this podcast has improved your life substantially, which we all know it has, yeah, uh, feel free to shoot us a message. And uh, yeah. Until next week, stay angry. I'm not making